Hey y'all, this is your girl of the gods. I'm actually not gonna do my AKAs today because I'm tired of that shit and I'm also just tired, period. <laughs> um, nevertheless, um, this episode I wanna talk about emotional labor and emotional laboring. Um, and I wanna talk about emotional labor and, and laboring in the context of being a woman of color. Um, and the many ways in which the people around us expect us to be superhumans, um, directly and indirectly in all areas of our life, professionally, academically, relationally, romantically. Um, and that's just exhausting. It's exhausting. It's tired. It's for the birds. I'm over that shit, actually. And yeah, so let's dive in, right? Um, recently, I had a very intense encounter or experience with a friend. Um, they had been kind of talking about some really dark things for a while you know since i've known them i've known that they struggled with depression um and i know that they struggle with self-esteem and self-love and and things of the like however in the course and throughout the course rather of our relationship i never actually knew them to be in fact like literally suicidal or anything of the nature but things quickly changed once um I learned that they were actively considering those thoughts quite recently. Now, I'm not going to get into the details at all because for a number of reasons, right, that are obvious. But I think that there are a couple of things that need to be laid out. Um, I have never in my entire experience of being a person in this world actually dealt with any one of my friends or close relatives who has in fact like struggled with or dealt through some kind of suicidal experience or thoughts or, or struggles. Um, and so in so many ways, this is kind of a very new experience for me. Um, this is new terrain and, and, and really troubling waters to tread. So I, you know, after like learning of some of the things this person was dealing through and kind of contemplating, I became really alarmed as I felt like I should have been, right? I know at least from what I've learned that the last thing anyone should be doing with people who are suicidal or demonstrate some sense of suicidal behavior is to invalidate and try to critique and kind of scrutinize the legitimacy of those those claims right like and that's because suicidal thoughts and desires manifest in a number of ways some folks when they are going through a really hard time they may talk about their depression very openly right and they may um use opportunities with friends in very like intimate settings and conversations to open up and other people have some very traumatic experiences that just turn them 
in in a blink of an eye into this really dark place where the only suitable option is to just no longer exist and that can be very sudden and it can be very jarring and you can't always predict oftentimes that goes unpredictable right that is unpredictable and it goes undetected um and so because the range right along this spectrum is so wide and far it's hard um and also just not wise to try to scrutinize whether or not someone's in fact telling the truth quote unquote or if they're even on the brink of doing this thing that they say they want to do to themselves and for all those reasons i realized that it was not my place to interrogate or any of that but to a give encouraging words to this person um and then also to think about resources I was not in the close proximity to them and for a number of reasons I didn't want to a show up and pop up on their in on them in their in their space um to further trigger anything I don't think that I've been helpful um and I also wasn't trying to involve law enforcement in this moment because I know this person's a person of color and and we can't play right like that law enforcement and its relationship to people of color and communities of color is one that is squeaky clean, pristine, and honky dory. It's not. And there are a number of studies and a number of issues and stories that show time and time again that police don't come through for black people, black and brown people the same way that they come through for white folks, right? Even if that is supposed to be in a capacity of giving them some kind of help and lending a hand rather than trying to de-escalate a situation that might be quote-unquote violent. And for the very reasons of black death and like brown death being one of the primary things that law enforcement seems so obsessed with doing very well i chose not to reach out and i chose not to call them now that was even that only became an option after i had called the national hotline um and i just want to share that for anyone who has been struggling with suicide or for anyone who knows someone who struggled um and is concerned about a friend or themselves or a loved one who might be dealing through suicidal thoughts um and having a very hard time in the world right and just they cannot see the end of the tunnel there is no light but pure darkness i've never experienced it i can't say that i might i've been there but i do know that it's a very peculiar place and so i just want to throw out this resource real quick in the middle of this um 1-800-273-8255 that is a national suicidal hotline um contact and for anyone who is in a situation that is similar to the one that I am describing in this story please use this resource it is better to seek help and and get professional advice and nurturing and comfort than to you know go this alone no matter who you are in this situation um or in the dynamic if you are uh of you are the person yourself you are a direct victim or you are tangentially related to this issue use it i think it's important now i will give the caveat like nah i'm actually just gonna say that that's a whole different story because i want to fight the lady that i talked to but i also don't want to discourage y'all from like reaching out to that so i'm gonna just say that i had one bad apple and she wasn't shit and i'm gonna beat her ass if i ever seen her in person so that's that but anyways going back to the story so i reached out to the hotline the woman who i spoke to had 
suggested the police and then I after talking through and thinking through it with her actually on the line was like nah I'm good um and in the moment she seemed to be really defensive and wanted to push back on that my desire to like keep law enforcement out of this um and I think she quickly like caught herself and remembered in that very moment some training she must have had like two days ago which was like brown and black people experience law enforcement differently do not make this a suggestion that is a hard one to them if it were to come up in any kind of case (laughs) and then she just like clicked and was like oh well yeah um you know you're right and you're entitled to make that call for yourself because you alone understand those dynamics and da 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 and it just seemed like kind of scripted but also like it wasn't it wasn't second nature for her to think through the intricacies of law enforcement and its relationship to victims of of emotional distress and psychological trauma right people who go through these issues who have mental health problems aren't given the same kind of leverage and grace to be sick people in the world and so you know that's a whole other story and probably a whole other episode in of itself now I decided that I wasn't going to go to them. I wasn't going to trigger them. I wasn't going to call law enforcement. So what I simply was able to do that I thought was within my power without actually overstepping anything and further triggering this person was to A, send them the the number, right? And then B, reach out to someone who I know for a fact they were ultimately... They, like, they are supremely close to. A person who I know they've told and will tell any and everything to, who they love from the ends of the earth until, right? And I know this because this is precisely how they describe this relationship and to me. And I've seen the ways in which that relationship has played out in those particular ways. Um, so I did that. Now, the funny thing is that the person who I reached out to, who is a really close kin to this person, I actually don't have their direct contact, right? And so I had to do a lot of snooping and investigating to find this person's information and give them like a dm and be like hey this is on your radar okay so remember i started this out talking about emotional labor and emotional laboring of women of color now i sent that message and then i sent a number to the person directly and not long after i sent the message to the person directly with the contact that is the person in question here Um, did they respond and it was in a kind of I think it was a combination of deflection and nonchalance um, and regret and guilt and confusion right all of these things I think seemed apparent in just the the slew of of conversation um, comments that we had had and that they were sharing with me and then ultimately in this particular response so the person says some I'm paraphrasing here because I don't want to like be too explicit but this person says something to the fact of like um I'm good you know I'll be all right I'm bugging you know don't worry about me just worry about you and your little like you know don't you have some like application to work on or something right and and so that was a really interesting response to me for a number of reasons and I kind of want to dig apart that response and I want to dig it apart not because i want to put this person on blast per se right like this is not about um putting them on blast for the sake of it right but i want to talk about some very nuanced dynamics that are present in a kind of interaction like this this person i think um and just to give you some context right like this is a person of color 
However, they're not black, okay? Now, this person has a very, uh, has a track record, and I would say a political orientation in some regard, towards women of color. And so far as the primary people, date, like the, he primarily dates black women, okay? Um, and so I think this is important context here because I imagine that A, I'm not the first person nor the last person he would have had a type this type of interaction with, right? I know for a fact that he has had a number of very intimate, um, deep and long-lasting and short-lived relationships with women of color, Black women in particular. And I know that along the lines, he's spoken to them about his own mental health issues, albeit if even just freak, like very briefly, right? And so I know that there are women who have dealt with him, who have heard to some degree or another about his own mental health issues and have had to experience this. And so I couldn't help but feel so used, right? And just confused and a number of things. And this is because I know that this person knows very well that black women for more reasons than one are one of the most exploited beings in this world right not just in our society but literally like in this world and like black poor women the ones who i think are most inclined to have love be their primary currency Because in a world where access to material resources is so limited, our love is the best we can do in most situations and occasions, right? And so I couldn't help but think about how intensely riled up this whole scenario had gotten me. I was so concerned. I am so concerned for this person because I do believe that they still have some serious issues they need to work through, right? Um, But his response, I thought, was so interesting, if not just altogether troubling. Um, I'm fully aware, and I have to say this, I'm fully aware that part of that response really did come from a place of um, wanting to deflect because he probably didn't want to actually have to deal with the intensity of what he was really saying. Um, And shit probably just got too real once he realized that I was out here actually looking for resources. And so I should say that prior to me sending him this number, right, our conversation before that had looked like me sending him so many words of encouragement and literally delineating the number of ways in which he has touched so many lives, like my own included. And because one of the things that they were saying was that, you know, they are useless and unworthy of being here and that no one would miss them and that it'd be better for us all if they weren't here. And so I did what I could without being like ridiculously pushy to show this person that they mean something to me at least and also to others um, and that they have so much value right outside of whatever else they may be thinking. Um, And so it's a lot of me trying to send them words of adoration and encouragement and upliftment and to boost their self-esteem and let them know that you're prized and important and as a black woman I find them useful and x y and z and x y and z x y and z x y and z right and all of these things and so I think it's so interesting that like after I had sent all those words of encouragement which of like 
all the kinds of strategies and tactics you could use to defuse some kind of suicidal attempt like this is probably like the weakest one, right? <laughs> and so I found I found it interesting that what, like going a tier up, which was to get an actual number and give them an actual resource they can use, was was a thing that had them like, oh wait, psych, right? I'm like actually playing. Up until that point, for every comment I made, for every word of adulation I'd shown them or shared with them, there was some kind of like equal, if not more intense rebuttal to the effect of don't even worry about it. You don't even mean that. No, you don't. Um, Like if I say I love you, no, you don't love me. If I said like I care for you, they're like, no, you don't. If I'm like this world needs you, nope, it doesn't. And like just trying to come like be combative, right? And like very much show, very much so like show me that what they feel is in fact the only truth and whatever and so I'm like okay obviously like I expected that right but what I did not expect was the response once I sent that number and I just found it to be so weird weird in a way that made me feel kind of sick in my stomach and so the conversation ends there after I send the contact I I left it there and I had done the other thing, which was contacting the friend. The next day, I guess the friend had a chance to actually see and read the message, the DM I sent, and they respond. And so a minute later, I get a response from the person in question. And the response of the friend was basically, hey, um, I've spoken with per- um, X and, you know, um, they're fine and um, they're just going through a hard time and I don't think it's as bad as it seems um, so you like something basically like it's not as bad as it seems we've spoken they're okay they're in therapy and that plus self-improvement will get them into a good place okay and that was it and the response was a very like it's okay you can chill ish but also like is not that real or serious and like we got this under wraps okay didn't respond just wanted to know all i cared about was knowing that that person was on their radar for those specific reasons right um because i although they're friends you know i can't make the assumption that they talk about this kind of specific thing all the time in this kind of way right and so i wanted to make sure that that was there and just out there so i'm like i bet and then literally a, late, a minute later, I get the text and it's like, hey, I'm actually sorry for, um, you know, basically I'm sorry for being overly dramatic and for scaring you. Uh, thank you for caring about me. <laughs> I just want us to like sit with this for a second. Right. Just like sit with that. All of that. Sorry for scaring you. Thank you for caring about me. I, you know, I don't know that I've ever felt so used or abused in my life, actually. Right? And and I think that this is such an instructive moment. Because there is a way in which, and I'm kind of emotional if you can't hear it in my voice. <laughs> um, I think that there is a way in which 
people be trying to suck us dry, yo. <laughs> like, just plain and simple. Like, people really be trying to suck black women dry as fuck. You know what I mean? Like, they really be just trying to take the last ounce of strength, love, integrity, hope, self-esteem that we have for our goddamn selves and squeeze that for them. And it's despicable. And we deserve fucking better. Okay? And I say this not trying to say that it is not important for us to be there for people around us especially the people who we love but like I literally want us women of color black women in particular to be so careful about our hearts right and about how and who we choose to love in this world because the the truth of the matter is yo on some real ass shit everybody don't deserve our love yo they don't they really don't I think that for a number of reasons, and I, and I know that this example, this kind of scenario is not exclusive to black women. Obviously not. I think women in general, we struggle with a lot, like some variation of this, right? Some man who is hoping to extract so much, so much emotional labor from us in one way or another, um, some kind of emotional investment, okay, from us in one way or another, like men They've done this. They do this. It's their thing. And so we end up like as women and particularly as black women, we end up giving them these things, right? Pouring out ourselves to these causes, to these men in hopes that they will get some kind of emotional validation and intelligence and healthfulness that they have not otherwise been able to develop on their own through our own work, Right. And so the emotional work and availability that we have made possible for ourselves and our family, they in many ways hope to extract for their own personal gain. Right. And I think that it is about fucking time that that shit stops. Okay. It's about time that shit motherfucking stops. And I am not trying to promote cold heartedness, but like low key, we got to have boundaries out here about like how far we go with people around us, right? And how much we allow the things that are thrown our way and spewed at us to really land on us and to take up room and residence in our lives and to get validation and legitimation from us because not every single thing deserves our attention and not every single thing deserve our attention so intently and deliberately and so fully and completely okay and this is not the first time something like this has happened to me right but it's i think one of the most pinnacle moments for me because i realized that i've been here before in one way or another now i want to share with y'all some other examples so um Staying on the train of romance, I had talked to this other guy before who I met abroad and, um, you know, we had like a quick little fling thing and it was supposed to just end, but it didn't because I'm bomb as fuck and niggas don't know how to leave me alone once they get a taste of me, period. I'm not even trying to flex. This is me. Black, magic, what do you want? Juicy fruit, 
all day here I am right and this is not simply to say that like I'm just like a catch in the bed or like sexually or whatever like this literally say like I'm a bomb ass bitch all around and I know my value and my worth and like when people meet me particularly men and they experience me they understand that like from jump street it doesn't take them long to realize that I am something that they want to keep in their orbit for one reason or another all right and so given this this person really wanted to just like stay around and have me remain close to them but actually have me be a real prospect as a spouse or partner for the future but one thing that i thought was so troubling and there were a number of things that were troubling but i'm going to focus on this one thing so we're talking about emotional labor one thing that i thought was super troubling about this person um and the way that they interacted with me but also their expectations for me was the ways in which they said quote paraphrase quote that is um i need a woman who can be my emotional support and backbone like when i go through depression and i have my down moments because this person had also suffered from depression um i need my i need to know that my girl will be there for me i can rest my head on her and she'll give me all the hope and strength that i need right and that sounds like cute to the naked ear like that sounds cute as fuck romantic as hell like damn yeah i'm trying to be there for you baby like rest your head on my on my tits put it on my bosom i got you let me comfort and give you sustenance okay and then you know upon like closer listening you realize how fucking trash that whole mentality is Nigga, no, I'm not finna be your motherfucking support and emotional lifeline, ho. You a whole ass human being. Like, you got all the faculties to be whole on your goddamn own and be healthy on your goddamn own. And that is work that you have to do as an individual. And you need to stop expecting women and black women in particular to be the nurturers for y'all. And the trope of this runs far into our history, right? Like black women as mammies, as nurturers, as the one to come through and breastfeed every fucking body, including niggas, children who ain't ours, right? Like that shit goes deep as fuck. And there's something about that that we need to constantly interrogate and uproot every chance we get. We cannot, we cannot, we cannot. And I refuse personally, okay? To be the fucking emotional backbone from any any kind of nigga, white, black, Asian, whatever the fuck you look like, okay? Because the only person that I am responsible for emotionally is my goddamn self, okay? It is myself until I choose to have children. And then I determine the ways in which that kind of emotional exchange and love will look like. But until then, the only person who I, who's back, the emotional back I need to have is myself. And the thing is, when we continue to give men this this expectation of getting that kind of emotional support from us right that love and 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 comfort and and sustenance what we are doing is enabling them to be deficient as fuck and emotionally unintelligent you understand and that shit does no one any good because we need men in this world who are emotionally intelligent who are full of emotional health stability Okay, and understanding, not just for themselves, but for everyone else around them. Because that is the kind of shit that will decolonize the way that we relate to each other in this world. It is. Okay, it's the only way. And until we start holding men accountable to their own emotional, like, own emotional support, their own emotional stability, we're going to continually have these cycles of exploitation. Where those of us who are already exploited become even compoundedly exploited, i.e. black, poor, as fuck women. 
okay, in this world. And that shit is not right and that shit should not fly, okay? And so, like, I am, like, in this place. This is why I'm not dating, right? I'm not dating right now because I am so invested in my own self. I have spent so many years literally years trying to clean up my own emotional warehouse doing inventory on myself and that work is tiresome it is heartbreaking heart aching troubling there's so many nights where i've cried myself to bed and i've like had a whole bunch of yelling matches with god <laughs> okay about like what the fuck is good in this world and what i what it means for me to be a healthy person to be stable as fuck okay and i'll be damned if i spend so much time doing that labor for myself and then have somebody else come the fuck through and reap my motherfucking harvest i'll drop motherfucking kick you in your throat you hear me and i think these two incense are so similar right one with a different kind of connotation around it that has this really extreme like it's very extreme right but the other that's a bit more practical and common but nonetheless there's this common thread that i want to make sure we see right and that thread is the thread of expectation you know both negroes although they're not negroes but you know how black people talk both Negroes knew exactly what they could expect from someone like me. And I think that uh, the other part of this issue is me being able to identify that I also am like a, a kind of empath who attracts people who are broken in so many ways, right? And like for those of us who can relate to being empaths, being people who are so loving just by nature, okay? Some of us are actually much more nurturing and more loving than others. Not all women are nurturing, number one, but we're all expected to be, even if we're not, right? Even when we're not. And I know and understand that i am someone who in fact actually has those dispositions like automatically it's intrinsic to me and my personality and my identity and so i get how part of who i am attracts a certain type of person to me romantically that is and even friends sometimes okay where like the expectation is that i will be the one that they come to to ask questions when they need emotional relief and support and i'm the one who like you are any of my friends would tell you i'm the one who knows how to give them that like the motherfucking pep top of the year okay i'm good for it because it's just something that that's a part of me but what i will not be good for is like giving this shit to negroes like who actually are not trying to give me shit in return like this has to be an exchange right we're not doing charity work out here what the fuck are you adding to my life and in this moment when you especially when you put me in situations where i am so distraught and distressed by your own emotional trauma and tragedy that i can even function for myself like that shit's actually fucked up right like no one deserves that kind of baggage or burdening no one and i think that is where the line has to be like has to be the the, the line in the sand has to be drawn there where will i do and where will i not <laughs> and sticking to that shit and being bold as fuck and assertive as fuck is about that shit right nah bruh you do not get my emotional labor today sorry i don't give two fucks because I actually have other things to do, which is take care of my fucking self. And I think we know, like, this becomes exploitative when you know that you are being extracted solely and explicitly. Okay? That's where the exploitation comes from. When you are the primary, singular, predominant source from which this person or persons get their strength and validation. Okay? And then when they play reverse psychology games and are like, oh no, you don't mean that. You don't fucking love me. No one fucking loves me. Fuck you. Da 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 da. 
da 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 da, right? Saying all the opposite things of what you're saying so that you can fight harder and more intensely for them. All the while you're exerting so much of yourself just for them to eat it up and then throw it out, right? That's just whack. Now, the last incident of emotional laboring I want to talk about is that of black women to their white friends. <laughs> and I feel like a number of y'all could probably relate to this shit, right? And so I found that, you know, I'm a PhD student, as many of y'all know, I'm a graduate student, and I feel like there are a number of people around me in my circle, in my program, outside of my program, who, for one reason or another, right, one reason or another, one way or another, are interested in telling me the shit that be popping off with them. And one thing I've noticed, actually, is the ways in which white women, in particular, are really invested in telling me about the beef they got with other fellow white women (laughs) in our program, right? And I'm just like, and clearly I'm not gonna call no names, right? But I just, I need to get this out here because I really, like this shit's troubling as fuck. And I have yet to find a way to talk to these people, each of them individually, about why, like, I'm not here for this shit and why I don't give a fuck, right? But I just like, why y'all coming to the one black girl to tell her how you feel about this other white girl? And like, as though like I am supposed to be like the source of all understanding and validate emotional validation when it comes to y'all intra white on white racism and crime, right? Like, <laughs> like, like what the fuck that gotta do with me? I don't give a fuck about who you don't fuck with. And I don't want to give a fuck. That's not my business. Stop dropping them bombs on me, right? And, like, people literally be saying some wild-ass shit about people. And they want to come and, like, say that shit to me. And be like, I just can't. I'm like, and then and they'll say shit like, you know, I'm sorry for, like, like putting this on you. Like you, don't, you. like, you don't need this right now. And then they proceed to continue talking about the same shit, right? And, like, that shit blows my whole mind. If you know that what you're doing is actually an inconvenience to me and that you're being inconsiderate as fuck by A, talking trash about somebody else who you know I have to see and engage with professionally and academically on a number of levels, right? And B, because I don't give a fuck and it's not my business to work out your own petty drama, right? You're a grown-ass woman. Figure that shit out on your own. Why the fuck would you continue to proceed, right? Why would you? And I feel like there's a kind of blindness and selfishness that comes about on people, all sorts of people when it comes to people of color and black women in particular. Once again, oh Jesus, leave my blood clot ass alone. Leave me, Jesus and bread. I don't understand, you know, I don't get it. I don't understand why, like, is there a sign on my forehead that reads, black woman, Source of all things, bright and beautiful. Need not apply, just pass through, drop your load and go away. Huh? If y'all don't pick up your motherfucking shit and get the fuck up out my face. Okay? Like, and it's so aggravating. And it's been, and I've, I've noticed it time and time again. And each time, you know, I'm literally just sitting there in like the most disconnected <laughs> and like uninterested manner I could possibly be in and I'll even make like snide remarks to like give people a chance to check themselves I'm like yeah that's wild um y'all need to get y'all shit together (laughs) 
<laughs> right? Like, I'll say shit like that even. Or like, that's whack. Like, yeah, this is so funny that like you're the third person to say the same thing. Like, yikes. Um, y'all need to figure this out, right? Like, literally, I have said some variation, I kid you not, some variation of one or the other. And still, them friggin' people not get it. They don't get it. They don't understand my English, you know, because they have these blinders on of privilege that prevent them from actually getting to the source of what the fuck I'm saying. Because all they're mostly concerned about in this moment is getting off their chest what the fuck they want to get off their chest about somebody else, right? And don't get me wrong, right? A lot of these people are my friends. I fuck with them, right? But what I don't fuck with is a commonality of wanting to talk shit about somebody else to me, me, me of all people. Why me? Don't give me the sense of y'all fucking catty white woman shit. That don't got shit to do with me. Right? Like, I have my own personal thoughts and feelings about a whole number of people who I work with on a number of levels. And I keep that shit to myself. Okay? And if I'm going to go talk shit about people, I'm going to go talk shit about people to people who I know are not a part of the program. Okay? You talk your shit to your friends on the outside. Well, you don't have to put anybody in jeopardy. Okay? Or in a fucked up situation or position. But there are ways in which people don't think about how they put people in awkward places and positions, but they just more concerned about getting the fuck they want to get off their chest, off their chest at the expense of everyone else. Okay. And that's just whack, yo. That's just for the birds once again. And so I'm saying all of this to say that to my black women, to my ladies out there, to my peoples, and this is for queer people too, right? Like people who do not identify strictly as woman, but identify as not male okay and who are brown as fuck and who have to feel the weight of the world in a number of ways like you don't owe nobody nothing the only person you owe anything to is yourself yo we deserve all the love and adoration that we are so willingly giving to other people okay that we be so readily presenting to the folks around us you know we deserve emotional support and sustenance. And more importantly, we deserve to be with people and have people in our orbits who, who know and who are committed, right? Committed. Because it's all a work in progress for us. Ain't nobody emotionally perfect. And I know that shit. I'm not. But we need to be around people who are committed to their own growth, yo. Who are committed to actually sustaining themselves and to learning how to build tools and frameworks to be healthier people in the world. It is selfish as fuck for you to expect other people around you, particularly women and black women, okay, to manage your emotions for you. That's not our fucking jobs. It ain't gonna be our jobs today and ain't gonna be our jobs tomorrow. Even if it may have been literally our jobs yesterday, right? So to all y'all out there in the struggle, I want y'all to know that I love you. Speaking to my black women, I love y'all so much. You are worth so much. You're dope and you're lit and you're strong and you're beautiful. And even if you're not strong, because their days in my ass is weak as fuck. I am so worthy of love. And I am so worthy of not being taken advantage of. Even in my moments of desperation even in my moments of weakness, right? When we are strong and when we are weak, we still deserve respect. And we are nobody's motherfucking mule. So, to 
not being mules. This is Jess. You're listening to Jess Colonized. Please tune in for the next episode. Love y'all.